Republican Anthony Rogers has no previous political experience. Rogers, a comedian, is well known for a podcast called The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey man, this is Tommy Chong, and right now you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey all you cool cats and kittens, it's Carol Baskin, and you are listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Hey y'all, this is Kevin from Candlebox, you are listening to the funny man Anthony Rogers. Hey, my name is Alex Sulkin, writer of Ted and Family Guy, and you're listening to The Anthony Rogers Show. Lucky you. And now, a message from the Power Rangers. I'm an actor. When I play Bolt, I'm just pretending. And I'm an actor also, and when I play Skull, I'm just pretending too. Of course, I am the better actor. No, you're not. Hey, babe. Hey, Welcome back to the greatest show in the entire universe. Um, today we have a guest that, um, if I could tell my childhood me's on the show, I'd, I'd fucking go crazy probably. And I, <laughs> but uh, Jason Narvi, I uh, was uh, in Power Rangers, and, and how are you doing, man? I'm doing okay. I'm doing great today. I'm better now that I've seen you. <laughs> you have like my you you have like my childhood dream resume. Like when I was, I was like looking at your IMDb, the movies and like the TV shows and stuff, man. Like you have like the, like I feel like you have like uh, my my seventeen year old or like I don't know middle school like resume that I would want. You know, like it's crazy. Like, yeah, that's. I mean, let's face it. I mean, when we got these gigs, you know, they were still trying to figure out what Bulk and Skull should be. So we basically made it because you know I was uh not yet 19 that was a month That's away from crazy birthday. yeah so we just basically made it a teenager's wet dream you know no yeah <laughs> that got i mean yeah you're 19 getting work like that's crazy i mean that just lined you up for i mean i saw how many movies you got out of that that's crazy i mean you're in a bunch of power movies and like yeah it i mean it's it set me up you know and, and i got out of hollywood at some point but it it, it kind of my house is built on power rangers even though we're not getting residuals from it it, it, it was boot camp for us number one um or if you were to look back at th- think about like all the those old comedians all those old um you know actors and stuff like that in hollywood they they would do vaudeville right and yeah, vaudeville yeah. means you're working 12 hours a day doing the thing and that's exactly what power rangers was for us so no matter what came after or didn't come after that that you know so many years with 12 hours a day on the set it gets in your dna no i bet man you so you were you were, you were on there 12 hour days you said yeah yeah that's uh, crazy it, it was 12 hour days for for power rangers um at least, at, well, I was going to say at least at first, I mean, definitely, even throughout, you know, it was always 12 hours. Um, obviously, sometimes, you know, eight of those hours, some days you'd be sitting in your dressing room waiting and doing nothing more than uh, screwing Eating around with the crew. And, yeah, 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 exactly. Like, yeah, you had food and shit, too. David Fielding was telling me that he, uh, he was only there for one day, so I didn't know. Everyone's experience is, like, different that I've had on this show so far. It's like, it's like uh, the guy who played Zordon was telling me that uh, he, they recorded all his in, like, a day, which is, like... I mean, payment-wise, bullshit, but, like, like work-wise, awesome. Like, I mean, like, you just, like, get promoted. Like, your, your face is in, like, all these episodes from, like, a day's work, you know? <laughs> yeah, dude, totally. You know, for David, yeah, he did work that one day. And uh, Schreier and I, we worked, um, you know, we were the, – the funny thing about it was we were on call, almost like like doctors, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, we need some bad acting stat. And, you know, oh, I'm coming in, you know? Or I'm doing like I've got a cell phone. I, the no cell phones back then yet. Um, you know, a little pager. I don't know if you remember pagers. They go beep beep beep. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. Then you got to find a damn payphone. But anyway, um, that was that was awesome. So so what they would do with Paulie and I after a while is they would they would they would save all of our stuff to the end of the day. 
because they knew if they were falling behind or something, Polly and I could get it in one. Or if everyone was in a bad mood, you know, we put them in a good mood. Paulie and I became good buddies with with the entire crew. Um, and so, you know, we, we showed mad respect to them. And for us, we're like, let's just make them laugh at the end of the day. So it made a, a pleasant day for them, you know. But Power Rangers, I mean, we filmed at a ridiculous rate. Damn it. Speaking of Paul Schreier, he's texting me right now on my computer. You keep hearing ding. That's Paulie. Um, <laughs> so clearly we still keep in touch. But no, you know, we 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 shot, unlike some shows, like a sitcom, we'll shoot one one a week, right? Um, you you have your first table read on Monday, you you put it on its feet on Tuesday, you block through it, you work through it, have some more table reads, you do some rehearsals, you do dress rehearsal on Friday. Or no, uh, you do your first camera rehearsal, I think, on Thursday. You do a dress rehearsal Friday, and then you film a studio audience on a Friday. Power Rangers was just like, okay, we're shooting four episodes at a time. So literally, you would have to go from, like, if, if we're shooting in the juice bar, right? Uh, you, you, you're going to be shooting episodes one, five, and seven, one, five, seven, and 12, okay? So right now, you're doing a scene where the Power Rangers are coming after you. Okay, now go change your gloves. You're coming back, and you're going after the Power Rangers. And in this one, you miss your mom because you've always questioned whether or not she was really your mom and who your father is. Okay, in this one, you're having a gender identity crisis. Deal with it. Okay, go, you know? So it, it made your head spin how quickly um, we jumped from script to script to script to script for that show. That's super effective. I, I, they could be crazy on the actor actress but that that's super effective i think but i remember they like didn't they just like clip like an old japanese like show for all the fight scenes and then your your scenes were your scenes in like the and the power just not like in uniform or something was like that was like all that's all they shot basically right yeah pretty much i mean that's hilarious so, that's so great looking, though i mean that's great business i mean it's, really it's good thinking i mean and sabam is a great businessman so he he started by doing animation he'd buy animation from japan and he'd redub it um, and so he was going to do the exact same thing with with one of the Super Sentai. Uh, it wasn't power. It wasn't the Mighty Morphin, or a, as it was, uh, as that season of Mighty Morphin was known in Japan. Zhuu uh, Ranger. No, sorry, Zhuu Ranger. Ah, uh, it it wasn't that season. It was a different one. But they dubbed it all, including when they were out of the helmet heads. And they said, "Well, it works, except for I think we need to make it a little more American." So they they said, "Well, what about when you know they've got the helmet heads half the time? So let's create a world where they're not American." And so they created that sort of um, Saved by the Bell kind of sub story, right? It's kind of like that, yeah. Uh, you know, um, and at some point though, then they started bringing the Japanese stuntmen out here. Um, so actually, people always ask whether or not you know the the Power Rangers, people who play the Power Rangers, could do those stunts. They could do those stunts by and large. I mean, um, David Yost was not a martial artist, but he was a gymnast, and so was Amy Joe. So they could do those flips and all that stuff. Um, but because we were filming so fast, it made more sense just to have stunt guys in helmets do that. So after the first. 40 episodes, I think, we started bringing in the Japanese stuntmen that played the roles in Japan to come out and do the stunts in the United States. So actually, at some point, we did start filming a lot of the Power Ranger, even the Helmet Head stuff in the United States, but the monster stuff and the vehicles was all just Japanese footage, too. That's crazy. Yeah, no, I, I found that out as an adult, like, like way later. But like, uh, and your role was kind of cool because like, you were basically like comedic relief on a show that was like... Uh, other otherwise like i mean kind of kind of serious but like for children for sure you know it's like but like you you guys have the, like i remember that sound like every time you guys would come around it'd be like a sound right like that fucking 
Oh, oh, the the our our theme song. <laughs> oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, dude, like every that. time. Yeah, that's that's a great gig, man. Like, so that, you were just nineteen when you got that. You said I was eighteen. Yeah, eighteen. That's 18. crazy. I, I was short. Uh, um, it was so. I my birthday is at the end of March, and I think I got the the gig at the beginning of February. So I was like two months before my nineteenth birthday. That's so that was pretty, pretty cool. And then we got a theme song. I mean, that's the American dream is to have a theme song everywhere you follow you, everywhere you go. So, and that's another thing. Bulk and Skull were not in every episode originally. Um, they didn't know what they wanted to do. So they wanted the Power Rangers to be wacky and funny, but they were all like martial artists and good looking, right? <laughs> so, so, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like Jason David Franks, uh, he's a prankster. Uh, uh, Walt's got a great sense of humor, right? Uh, Johnny Young Bosch, um, I've been working with that guy for for 25 years and he i just saw a, a little side uh comic project that he did he's hilarious but you can't have your heroes do it right so when they you don't want your heroes to be foolish right so when they had the power rangers doing you know like their their the comedy they'd morph and they'd fall on each other oof 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 well you don't want your heroes to be idiots so you can hire professional idiots <laughs> so paul paulie and i were like look dude we're the only people on this set that they can replace. You can't replace Power Rangers. So, so let's make ourselves invaluable. So we we made up all kinds of crap. We improvised, we added added crap that was not uh, in the script. We just stuck with the lines. And so when when Chaim Saban watched the dailies of Paulie and I, he said, these guys are fucking morons. I want them in every show. So we went back and we reshot uh, about half the first season and added bulk and skull scenes for every episode. Awesome. That was awesome. That was cool. We're like, yeah, we made it. They're not gonna fire us yet. <laughs> that's crazy, <laughs> man. No, that's that's fuck. That's exciting, man. That's like that's like what everybody. I think that's what everybody gets into the game for. You know, like uh, it'd it be film or television or something. Like what, whatever, you know. Like I think like uh, that's awesome, man. So you just like you were, like just right out of high school. It's like the first thing. Did you, did you apply for other things? Like, is, or is this like the first thing? Yeah. You I, so so I had graduated uh, in June the, the previous year, but. You know, I was a hoodlum. I I failed all my classes except for my theater classes. Like I I never would have. You know, I was I was a derelict. I was kicked out of junior high, for instance. So if I I was not going to be able to get go into college. You know, so I was working. Uh, I was taking acting classes at the Lee Strasberg Studio, which is like super method. Like you know, feel my pain. <laughs> um, and I was working at a Ford dealership, a, a Ford Lincoln Mercury dealership, delivering parts. You know, so that's what I was doing. But but I got an agent. That was the one thing that I could do. Uh, I had some buddies. You know how California is. You know, there's some places that are coal mining towns. There's some places that are, you know, car manufacturing towns. L.A. is a film town, right? Yeah, not a lot of people understand that. Yeah, no, it's everyone thinks California is just L.A. Like I feel like it's funny you brought that up. Like, yeah, no, L.A. is. I mean, well, in L.A. even of in itself, I don't think people really know L.A. L.A. is no, it's not just Hollywood, and and Hollywood is very working class actually you know there's people you know there, there's people that make their living in in film that are not the glamorous actors they're just people who work their asses off just uh, yeah. blue collar workers are just good at what they do they know what to do they know how to take care of stuff you know it's real you know working class kind of stuff like you know it ain't hamlet just freaking go up there and be superman come on you know yeah your um, day sounds crazy like as a kid you're like man would it be awesome to be like an actor until like you hear like so you have like a podcast one, one and like you just like man i work 12 hour days i'm like Man, I love being a comedian. You know, it's like <laughs> I don't have to. I don't have to do shit really. You, know, you start the day at eight o'clock. Yeah, you have a couple cocktails. 
You know, your set is at nine. That's so much. If you're touring, like most of it's driving, you know, but, but uh, I, which is, that's your payoff. I guess you're driving like sometimes like fucking crazy hours, but no, outside of that, like, I'm like, cause I'll, like, I'll hear all these people like, like they have, like you have like a dream job. You know what I mean? You have like in America, like what a dream job is. And it still sounds crazy to me. Like, like to do all that shit. It just sounds like a lot of fucking work that I don't think people realize like, like these like TikTok stars or whatever. I don't think they realize how much work it's gonna like it's gonna take to stay relevant. And like, I mean, you've yeah. been around, you've been in the game how many years now? Like almost like thirty probably. Or something? Almost like, thirty years, nineteen ninety. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, dude. Convention like, through shit. Like, like you, like the, like that show is still like huge with people, and you have multiple generations now that watch it. Oh. I mean, you. I mean, that's and, and that's, that's amazing. Nuts. And it's lucky. Okay, look, there's very few people that 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 do anything in this business that sticks around. For so sure. uh, we're infinitely blessed that people give a shit, you know, about it. Didn't make us filthy rich, but we made a living off it, didn't we? And that's that's a damn good thing. I mean, you're doing stand-up comedy now. You work your ass off. I mean, I know you say it's a dream job, but you know you work your ass off. You know, you're not just a slut that goes up there and says crap that comes to mind. You work on your routine. You figure out the clubs to go to. Some suck, some are great. And even the great ones are like, damn it, that wasn't my best night. Why? I I was nervous that day or whatever. So anything in entertainment is really hard. You're sure. lucky if people remember it because, it, you know, it's, it's not a job that's easy. It's not a job. It seems like it's rewarding, but whether or not it's rewarding is contingent upon whether or not it's received well. And then whether you, so there's a lot of that, that, that shit going on when you're in this business, right? You know, so I, I, I thank God that I got Power Rangers. I don't know what happened. I'd be like one of my buddies. I'd be in jail or, or dead or something, you know? No, it's always guys like, no, it's like your story is like, so, so like, uh, like, I guess like, uh, people do that's in entertainment it's always how it is it's like people that like were just like uh attention seeking got in trouble for attention seeking more or less like a young age and then just like and then they got really good at it you know what i mean like yeah <laughs> like that's exactly. basically, basically what it is like ten, like 10 years into doing that i mean you're gonna be good you know it's like absolutely well let's face it nobody goes into this industry because they're a complete person right they go into it because <laughs> there's something wrong with them right so well, yeah, they, and they think fame's people. the answer you know they think that yeah. they think like they think like being successful is the answer no matter if they just work harder or something you know it's like absolutely and it's not i mean it's not it, it really is okay once you be, get any bit of success you better work your ass off Okay, but sometimes you can work your ass off and go nowhere. And it's true. Once in a while, people get lucky. They get called up to the big time and they're not they're not ready. You know, they're like, I didn't do anything and now I'm famous. That's a rarity, dude. That's a, that, that's a myth. The person. Okay, so as, as you probably know, I went into, you know, um, uh, you know, academia for a while and I was teaching actors, right? My most successful students. Hello. Let's talk about one of our sponsors. Yeah liquid gummies they are delta 9 thc these are strawberry flavored i just ate one i'm not gonna eat another one <laughs> they're kind of strong but um these are awesome get you some link in the description or google liquid gummies or go to leaf new york i mean they sell them there too um get some of these if you're of age and whatever laws in your land follow them but these are legal THC ones. So, I mean, even if even in, these are federally legal, so you're not worried about the feds when you're getting messed up or whatever. I don't know what you're worried about, but sometimes that's a concern. These are delicious. They're awesome. And I am proud to say they are a sponsor of the Anthony and Rogers show. Are usually the ones who 
Um, like I, I had some kids that instantly they got picked up on something big. Um, but one of my more successful students and she, I, I can't claim credit for her because what she is, is what she is. She was in one of my classes. She's her own freaking woman, but she's good at what she does because she, she's good looking. Okay. Um, she's hot, but there's a million people like that. She's funny. And there's not a lot enough funny women out there. And she's also smart as hell. And she loves the the applying for the the gigs finding the gigs finding out who she is where she works she is a businesswoman that enjoys the grind and you you might recognize her from some of her 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 things but is she a big name actor no but she makes more money than most actors that i know because she works her freaking ass off she just works her ass and loves working and finding the work you know, so yeah, it's not about being lucky and, hey, you got a good look. I want you to be famous. Here's five billion dollars. Go do some cocaine, kid. You'll look. You know? <laughs> That's so funny. That's so funny, man. No, you're right, though. I think it comes with talent and hard work, man, without the, without the hard work. I mean, you got to be talented after your hard work. But I mean, that's yeah. the, I mean, and that's the hard part, too. Like, I, I think getting into entertainment, like, like, as a kid or something like that, it was like, it was like okay, I want to do, like, music or something like that. So I'd focus on, like, the product. And then the product would be, like, great. And then you'd have, like, no crowd for it. You're like, what do I do with this? And you have to, like, manage both. And I think that's what, like, comedy was easier for that, to where you could, like, manage. Like, it's basically, just be, it's easier to be your own manager as a comedian, I think, where you don't have to, like, set up equipment and all the other shit. You know? Oh, like, yeah. That's true. You just you just need a mic and, and a and a place and a crowd and somebody who's done the publicity to get the crowd there. Which now that I put it like that, still sounds difficult. But it beats the hell out of schlepping your equipment, setting it up, and you know it really. Well, it takes, does. Yeah, it takes a second to get established, I think. But after, I mean, after that, I mean, you, and no one's really as established as they want to be. I don't think. I think everybody's just like, oh man, I'm like looking for the next thing. Like everyone in entertainment seems like they're just looking for the next thing. Like, okay, yeah, I did this. Right. What's next? You know, that, that's what I see everybody. Like the person you're talking about. That's probably why they're successful is that that's like the thing, you know, everybody's just like, okay, that was, it's like the dopamine like wears off. You're like, okay, that was cool. But like, I need something like really awesome now. Yeah. I think it's because we always feel the hounds nipping at our heels. You know, the <laughs> wolves are always coming after us, Anthony, like, like obscurity or poverty or just, we can't live with ourselves if we're not performing. I don't know what it is, but it's right there. And the moment we stop, it's going to eat us alive. That's what I think. You could take, you could pretty much do anything now with the fit. Like you have a fan, you have an established fan base that, that has introduced their kids to the, uh, to the product as well, I think. So you have like, you have a huge up on making any kind of like movies. Like if you, if you just made your own movie and, and made yourself like the, the main guy or one of the main guys, or whatever, like you would kill because you already have a fan base. I mean, like that's all, that's all it would be. It's like, I mean, it's so easy for, I, I think once, if you were established before a certain time frame, mm-hmm. you're like a niche in pop culture. You know what I mean? Like it's almost more like, I think like, um, and how hard you uh, it hit. I mean, you people people were attached to nostalgia. I mean, you have such nostalgia. You have three generations of nostalgia, probably. Nostalgia is a powerful drug. Let's face it. You know, and that's uh, crazy. Is, think about is weird because because there still are uh, gatekeepers in 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 entertainment, right? Oh, yeah. And most of those gatekeepers are just now. The, the people that were fans of Power Rangers uh, are becoming the gatekeepers now, but the gatekeepers uh, back in the old days did not like Power Rangers. They hated our guts. Oh, they're we, like older, like a fifty-year-old dude, just like what? No, yeah, yeah. that makes yeah, that makes isn't worse. That, isn't that a cartoon? <laughs> and don't they film that cartoon in Japan? Well, you don't film cartoons, number one, but okay, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So that's the way it was. It was so it was, it was kind of a grind for a lot of people after after Power Rangers. You know, well, you have the, you have the struggle of like fighting typecast. Plus, like having a crowd, you gotta figure. It's like that. It's weird line. You gotta, you gotta yeah. tow. And I think a guy like you could. I mean, you could. I mean, you, you do whatever the fuck you want, really. I mean, but I'm saying like, like that's, that's that's free will, you know. But, but but I mean, like you could. Uh, but I think like 
you you take your fan base to new movies and all that shit. I think like uh, I think I think the new games being independent there because like these studios. I mean, unless you want to be in like Spider Man forty five, which there's nothing wrong with. I mean, but it, but I mean, if that's what they want to do, you know, to each their own. But I'm saying like, unless you want to be in Spider Man forty five, like I mean, Hollywood's really not for you at this point. You know, it's like. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I'm curious what's going to happen. You know, in the in the '90s, you know, you had that revolution of all these indie filmmakers. You know, and it was kind of like rock and roll in the 1950s. It was it was the Wild West, right? Um, and so, right now, with digital media becoming available, and a lot of people, I mean, I just did a movie with with Johnny Bo- Johnny Young Bosch. Uh, we did it uh, about two years ago, uh, right before the pandemic. Um, we had a different movie that fell apart. Um, and so we, I don't want to say we slapped a movie together, but we kind of slapped a movie together to see if anything good came out of it. But because of what you can do now with, with equipment, if you know what you're doing and, and you know what you're doing in post-production, you can inexpensively put together a damn good film. So I'm going to be curious if, if we're coming into another era of the Wild West or if we're going to oversaturate right now. I'm very curious. Yeah, both. Yeah, I think both will happen. I mean, I think I think both will happen. I think you nailed it. But I, I, yeah, this film right now is like how it was like in the late '60s, right? Towards like they kept making westerns over and over again. It's the mm-hmm. same thing like Marvel movies. They just keep making the same thing over because it works. People are yeah. buying it. So I mean, why why wouldn't they really? Yeah. You know what I mean? There's like, every like thirty year olds wearing a, like a comic book T shirt. I mean, why wouldn't they make it? You know? Yeah, that's I mean, true. That's true. And and who would have thought that that geek culture would be um, hip? Right. That's the opposite of hip, you know, Um, and I think that it's because it brings together several facets that that are going on. We've got a changing demographic, so we never know who's watching movies now. So superhero movies give something for everybody. Right. Young, old, they're good character development. And there's a reason why I think it's Marvel and not DC, because Marvel is funny. It makes fun of itself. Yeah. It's kind of dark. Yeah, exactly. DC only learned how to be either dark or sparkly clean. You know, there's yeah. no, there's not a lot of dramatic tension watching Superman when you know he can't die, and you know he's got a perfect hairdo, and you know you can't. So so the characters in in the Marvel world are flawed, but without being too dark. You know, like I think after we, you know, after that guy started playing like he was the Joker in real life and shot up that place in in Colorado, the idea of ooh, let's get more dark superhero. Uh, stories was not quite as appealing for people who wanted, you know, to escapism and something that's family friendly, but not Disney, you know, Marvel hits that note, you know, it's, it's, it's family friendly, but it's not dumbed down. Um, It's super epic, right? And it can go anywhere. So you can, and it's action. Like action came True. in in the eighties and never went away, right? Yeah, it is a perfect. I mean, you did nail the mix of wild. Where I mean, that totally makes sense. Like, all, like all those reasons do. Uh, like films just so fascinating right now. I, I love. I'd love to see where it goes. I mean, I think we're in a, a weird generation, man. I mean, you have like half of Hollywood tied to like Epstein or Weinstein right now. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, so this is it's just it's just a sinking ship, man. So I guess for the taking right now. Like, you got you got you got all these young filmmakers like myself just like look at this like like salivating, you know, like like wait a second, what? There's there's just an opening. There's just an Epstein. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh, it's terrible that Epstein went to jail. Glad he went to jail. Number one, but number two, that means there's a job opening. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, seriously though, like, like like there's a new like like blind for. I mean, and the internet makes it so possible. I mean, you can make a movie like pretty much anywhere. You know what I mean? Like like literally like. It's yeah, just a, good. It's a and, weird and time. And get an audience. And get an audience. You know, it's that's what matters. Yeah. That's what matters. So, the, so your ability to be seen is is 
is you know 20 fold is it going to be too competitive you know only only time will tell my god i've got look at this so i, I check this out i've got these uh windows up there and, and the sun is moving on me and so you you can see how my my computer keeps moving moving <laughs> but now i'm in a different shadow okay there we go oh oh now now i gotta get the computer there we go okay there we go if i stay here i'm good no, I remember those. I had uh, I had skylights at my parents' house, like uh, when I was a kid. Like I, I'd pass out on the couch, like take a nap or something, and then like the sun would be in my eyes in like an hour, <laughs> like just because of the light. I remember those light move. I remember the light moving from that. Like that's weird. Yeah, that was wrong. Like <laughs> the wife always like in the in, in the morning. I wake up and like my I'm not wearing my shirt, but it's over my eyes. You know, because that's the only way I can have darkness in the morning. You know, oh, I don't man. like to wake up. I don't like to wake up with the sun. So, oh no, I can't do that. This is as early as I work, you know. Like, I was like, You were my first interview today, you know. It's like, I'm just, oh, I was, I was up to like three or four. And I come up with ideas, like, how to like make money off like hot sauce and a bunch of other ideas. I was like, trying to, uh, <laughs> well, you're a big, you're a big beef jerky guy, right? Do you make your own beef jerky? Not yet. No, I love beef. I do love beef jerky. Though. <laughs> I That's saw that on your, on your, on your media. Oh, I got this glare. I got this glare. What is going on here? Oh, no, I was making fun of how expensive it was for like the last three weeks because, like, like beef jerky is just like crazy in price. Like, for no reason, really. I, guess I agree. It shouldn't be so expensive. It's ridiculous. There's an opening in the market, though. You know what I mean? Like, if you see a demand, you know, it's like, I mean, it's just a fucking cow dehydrated. You know what I mean? It's like. <laughs> well, okay. So, is the cow dehydrated before you kill her? I mean, she's like, oh, God, I really need some Gatorade. <laughs> you know? If you're like, would you like some Gatorade? She's like, mm, no, I've had too much water. You're like, okay, let's go for a run. Let's go for a run. Let's go to the sauna. Dude, that's hilarious, man. Um, and yeah, I started dwelling shit like like Power Rangers. I'm just like, that's just a lot, a lot of people are gonna be interested in that. But I, what what are you working on now? What do you do now? Like, what is what are you? You're, I mean, that was like years ago, probably. You know, I mean, so it's like sure. weird to dwell so, on shit like that. So I do. Uh, there's a few things I got going on. Um, I just uh, started doing audio books. You know, the past couple of years. So you got a good voice for that. I can see that actually. That well, thank you. Well, thank you very much. Uh, well, you can change it a lot too. I'm sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. I keep fucking. I got excited. Go ahead. That's okay. That's okay. <laughs> um yeah house of painted souls um it's a horror book it's my second one that's a horror book so i got that going on um i'm also now a producer with vox rocket studio which is a studio that johnny young bosch and i started we do uh, a lot of proof of concepts for like superhero and horror and sci-fi uh so we we just we did a limited release of, of a piece called arc exodus which was the one i was talking about before um which, if your listeners want to find it, we, we just put it up, and it's going to come down soon. We uh, we premiered it and brought it down because we're trying to get it distributed and seeing if we're going to make it into a pilot or if we're going to do a fuller feature length on that one. Uh, but it's uh, voxrocketstudio.com. Use the password Skull when it takes you. We, I just put up a link for, for viewers of this podcast and a podcast that I did yesterday so people can go see it. 35 minutes uh it's a sci-fi flick about you know people coming over from a crumbling world doppelgangers coming over you know so this is your pilot for a tv show or for or is it a movie or what is it yeah so we, we shot it this is the one that we shot as a project um just because a different project fell apart and we had a great cast and crew and we said let's still do something um and once we did it we loved it so we we were we distributed it as a short um okay. uh, pilot length basically you know 37 minutes you know, um, but we took it down because we 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 got a lot of interest and we won a lot of awards at at, at film fests, and we're not sure now if we want to make it into a pilot uh, or if we want to sell it as a show or do um, do it as a full length. So so it's up in the air right now. 
so cool. that's no. why we're like, well, let, yeah, let, 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 let the viewers see it and see what they think, you know. No, um, it turned out really I, well. No, I skimmed, through, I skimmed through while you're talking a little bit. That looks cool, man. Like, I skimmed through the trailer a little bit. Like, that actually looks pretty cool, man. Like, what? That uh, Johnny directed that one, and he's he's great at action uh, in particular. Uh, plus, it's kind of cool to see to see Adam and Skull, you know, have have several acting scenes together after twenty years, little reunion, you know. Well, yeah, so, I mean, you're hitting on a fan base that's already there, plus like uh, like building on it, which is like you know, what I mean, like basically using Power Rangers as your like as your ground floor. You like, you're doing so much other cool. I like that, man. I, I, I'm gonna have to check that movie out and stuff. And like your your password is just your name, your like, Skull. You said. Just skull. It's skull. So I'll check that out uh, later. That's cool. If you go to Vox Rocket, uh, uh, VoxRocketStudio.com, it'll take you to a Vimeo link, and we just post it on Vimeo so people can uh, just screen it. You know, so go check it out. There's nothing out here, Bulk. Let's go. Huh? Them. Them. Those dweebs are the Power Rangers? Oh, I don't believe it. Oh, they've been playing dweebs all this time just to throw us off. Oh, 